Hi, welcome to Venus Rises Astrology Podcast. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Bronwyn. And we are two Venus-ruled astrologers looking at the energies of the week with an eye towards harmony and well-being. So, So, Bronwyn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Rebecca, what's the wallpaper of the week? Yeah, we're looking at the astrological events of October 4th to the 10th. Basic rundown of where the planets are. We have the Sun in Libra, Venus in Virgo, Mercury in Scorpio. Mercury is is slowing down, though, so we have to remember that. Mars, we know. (laughs) It's retrograde in Aries Um, and Jupiter's direct. So not entirely helpful, but standing its ground for what he believes in as far as societal structures are concerned, you know, and then Saturn is also direct. My two big guys that I'm looking at working with this week are Saturn. We're trying to glean the positive attributes of Saturn in rulership and Capricorn. And I'm also looking at working with Mercury because Mercury is slowing down and getting ready for his descent into the underworld. But he's also the ruler of Venus and Virgo. So by working with Mercury, we're going to be able to work with Venus because he's Venus's boss right now. We need to bring in some Venetian energy to see if we can um, help smooth things out, help moisten things up. Yeah. Hot and dry right now, right? Yeah. She has been such a good ally for us over the last couple of weeks as things have been a little bit hot and abrasive and dry. Yeah, I love this idea of befriending Saturn. (laughs) It's kind of what we have been working towards all year. If you haven't got the memo yet that it's our year to befriend Saturn and learn to grow ourselves up and be realistic about our life structures, now's the time. (laughs) Better late than never. Saturn is our ally also because he's conjunct Pluto and Jupiter, right? So we all know that that's a little problematic, especially with the square to Mars. It's been going on. It's everywhere, all the news. But Saturn is the boss of Pluto and Jupiter, right? So if we're going to talk to the head person in charge and learn how to befriend them and work with positive attributes that he's offering us in our own personal lives within ourselves, that is a big strong plus for dealing with Pluto and Jupiter. Yeah. Yeah. So for people who might not be as familiar with all the planets as we are, we've got four major archetypes hanging out in the sign of Capricorn where our our structures and our hard work live. This has been the hallmark of 2020. Saturn, Pluto, Jupiter, and the asteroid Pallas Athena kind of bringing up the rear of this little army. She holds our ability to strategize and mentor ourselves and others. Jupiter is where we expand into life and increase our wisdom. Pluto is... He who rules our shadows and our personal underworlds. And yeah, Saturn's in charge of that whole little brigade. He's the key. He's the key to all of the growing up and hard work and shadow work and inner wisdom and strategy for the future that we need to carry forward so that we are actually growing from the events of this year and not just fighting (laughs) futilely. (laughs) <laughs> to get through the day, day after day. 
There is something that um that is pretty positive about what's going on with the Jupiter um, ruled by Saturn in that mm-hmm. little posse that you're talking about. You were looking at the sextile with Neptune this week as part of our wallpaper. Yeah, I've been watching this this minor but I think important aspect that's that has played out over the whole course of the year. So this is Jupiter applying to his third sextile with Neptune of the year. So we had the first one February 20th. The second one with Jupiter retrograde was on July 27th. And this week we're heading into the third and final one. So whenever we have those three contra- contacts during a retrograde cycle, we think of it as the story opening the um, middle piece of the story where we have to figure out where we're challenged and have to to make adjustments and figure out what's going on and then getting the last piece of information or kind of a final review when that wraps up. And I've been tracking this transit in relation to the whole COVID story because we think of the shadow sides of both of those planets. We have expansion with Jupiter. We always think of that as a good Mm -hmm. thing, but anything can expand, Mm -hmm. right? And Neptune... Shadow Neptune is disease and the spread of disease. The story of COVID has really matched with this story of Jupiter-Neptune. And that's, I also have done just a wee bit of research into the astrology of plagues. And this is something, this Jupiter-Neptune contact is something that shows up historically historically, in the stories of plagues. So that's the shadow side of this. I think we're seeing that play out in mundane astrology. So that and some of the stuff that we'll talk about in a minute all point to some COVID news this week. But on a personal level, I also wanted to call our attention to this transit because that's, I think that's where the positive juice of this transit is, is in our personal lives. Because I know for many of us with this hard Capricorn stuff and with COVID and the other challenges that we've had this year, we've been pushed against the wall, Capricorn, right? And out of that has come, ironically, for many of us, creativity and expansion on some level of our lives. And that story also tracks along with this Jupiter-Neptune story. So it's a time for you to tune in, think about what you were doing late February, think about what you were doing late July, and what's happening now around the story of your own creativity and inner expansion that has come as the silver lining in this darker mundane story. Oh, one thing I forgot to talk about, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday, October 4th, while the moon is in Taurus, right? Um, Pluto is going direct in Capricorn. Oh, that little thing. Pluto station. Pluto station. So what do you think? What do you think about that? What do we usually feel when Pluto stations? Pluto has been moving backwards in the sky, right? And Mm -hmm. so it stops and sits at the same degree. It's 22 degrees sitting there, hovering. It's like an entrenchment or an exacerbation of Plutonian themes and energies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's this is a time to to take a look at um, what our relationships have been um, throughout the year, power struggles and authority, mm-hmm. right? And that can be like your own internal authority, and of course the power struggles that have been taking place. Um, in the new cycle. But I feel like Pluto pushing forward can actually be something positive for us each individually to know what we're standing up for as we like work in tandem with Saturn, right? Yeah. But at the same time, this is going to increase and exacerbate the power struggles because when a planet is retrograde, it's like, 
It's not really sitting. It's not playing in the game. It's kind of sitting on the sidelines contributing its information. But like when it gets up off the bench and gets back in the game, like Pluto is a heavy hitter hitter. And Pluto is is always a source of power. And in Capricorn, it's tending to be a governmental structures of power, you know, and authority that can be, yeah. I, I like that word entrenchment for what happens when those big outer planets slow down and station brings up sort of the muddy, dark underworld trenches of Pluto. There's this piece of slowing down and looking at that and how the shadow is a thing that we don't want to look at, whether we're looking at on a mundane level, we're looking at those shadow structures of government or whether we're looking at our own shadow content, how those things communicate with each other. It's just doesn't seem like a very light and fluffy weekend. We've got a lot to think about. I do like Pluto flipping direct, though. The idea of finding our own authority and power and being... Absolutely. I was just speaking to how those those days of the station can feel. It can, they're, can, Churning it can be this until you find it. experience. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it but, might not be pleasant, actually. Yeah, I yeah. totally, I hear that. <laughs> but overall, like if we think of, oh, it's so interesting. I just saw, randomly saw this video on social media this morning with this woman teaching a group of people how to escape from quicksand, which was something that I was obsessed with as a child. Um, <laughs> and it speaks to my childhood, but that's a story for another day. She was teaching people how to escape from quicksand in this, uh, this long tidal flat where the the sand can get very mushy. She sunk herself down to her thighs in this mess and then showed how to pull herself back out. So wow. I think that this is, it's such a great metaphor for what that Pluto station can feel like is we're just like in, in a little bit of quicksand dealing with the shadows, inner and outer. But there, there is a way to pull ourselves out and that's what the station direct can feel like. Like we're, we're pulling ourselves out of that through our own strength and really learning a lot about the power of the individual maybe is what comes to me, like how each of us can be empowered. And there's a breath of hope with that, isn't there? Well, yeah. And you know, I got to say, and this might loop us back to like a further point in the week, but this is what we're going to be feeling all week anyway. We talked about that 22 degrees where Pluto's doing his quicksand acts, right? (laughs) Yeah. But um, you know who else is at 22 degrees? Our favorite is Mars uh, retrograde in Aries. So you talk about the power of the individual. And that's where that comes in because Aries represents the the individual, right? That's beautiful. Our individual willpower. But remember, Mars is retrograde. So maybe we're going to be coming up against the the big bads and... uh, And not having a win straight away, but this is, you know, this is the the marathon and not the sprint. When Mars goes direct, our energy will be pushing forward and there may be um, some positive outcomes, but at the moment it could feel like more frustration. But we are going to be feeling it all week. So do you see this story, we're talking about that quicksand story and how we we maybe start to get a little bit of traction Mm -hmm. with Pluto going direct, do you feel like because of the way Mars is tied into this direct station that we might not see the real progress? It's like we're getting out of the mud now, but maybe we don't start to move forward until Mars goes direct. It's the beginning of the exploration of things, right? But this is a long game. It is a long game. And that Mars that rules the Mercury that I'm so fond of this week, right? Yep. 
it's just another step forward and maybe like a baby step right in the right direction. But we have to be persistent and keep going. And this takes us back to the persistence and the commitment and the dedication that we can find when we're using our Saturn properly. Right. And that, that Mars in Aries represents the, I mean, the best of Mars in Aries is having that um, strong life force and persistence. And we can pull that from the malefics right now. We can pull those good things, the, the, the inner strength of Saturn and Capricorn and the, the drive and persistence, even with a retrograde Mars in Aries, it's, he's still holding that energy. It's almost like, there's a building up of energy that can happen so that we get real momentum forward when things go, do go direct. And remembering also that that 22 degrees, the reason that may sound familiar to you is that those, that is the degree at which Saturn met Pluto at the beginning of the year. It's, it's sort of like the hallmark that 22 has been such an important number all year. So that loops in the lessons that we've been learning all year. It's a lot. It is a lot. And I think that we're going to be having a little bit of um, surprise news. I know we got a lot of surprises in the media in the past couple of weeks, um, but we have another day coming up where Mercury and Scorpio is in an opposition to Uranus and Taurus. And that's on Wednesday. And there's so, so much going on in the sky those Wednesday and Thursday that just all points to some really interesting and surprising health-related news which may or may not be covid related right you had you had a thought about that too but i'm i'm sorry i'm jumping ahead well no i mean there's a it all kinds of ties together because we're talking about mars it's squaring pluto right but there's also this relationship is called the thor's hammer and there are two hard aspects between that mars and that pluto and they're pointing directly at venus mm. so i was thinking uh, some kind of conflictual, like, surprise news exposed around uh, women. It could be, you know, I don't know if I really want to go here, but it could be, like, a violence against women, you know, Mars and Pluto are hard mm -hmm. malefics, right? And yeah. if they're pointing towards Venus, also it could be, like, instability in, like, the stock markets, which we've seen happening already. Um, but it could have to, Venus often has to do with women's issues, and it can have to do with our finances or our values. And yeah. it's in Virgo right now. Yeah, and that's a, a fast-moving but really, really intense little configuration. There's a couple of our goddess asteroids that loop into this conversation, too, because this is all happening around six, seven degrees. And we have Hygieia, which is our one of our planets of health and healing. We have Chiron also hanging out at the, that same degree. Another planet of healing, but um, not so much the public health and physical healing that Hygieia is about, but healing in a broader sense. It can also be very personal and psychological. That's Chiron. And then Juno over there in Scorpio hanging out with Mercury. It's complicated, right? And again, we don't want to, we don't want to overwhelm you with astro speak. But I think what we're both seeing from all of these really intense and interesting mm -hmm. conversations between the planets midweek is definitely some kind of news because Mercury is in there too. That hammer of Thor with Venus at the center receiving the blow seems to speak to something being exposed around our values, our money, or women in general. The activation of both of the health planets speak to it being about health and disease and healing. And Juno 
being the planet of partnership. And really importantly, Juno speaks to how we choose to partner with power structures. If you read her stories, Mm -hmm. there's a lot to be learned about the different ways, especially disempowered people, navigate power systems and achieve power by partnering. There's no way to say for sure how this plays out, but there are so many interesting things at play. We're both really curious to see how this will play out in the news. It's going to be big. It's going to be really interesting. I have some ideas about what it might be. It might Um, show up on Saturday because Venus actually trines the Uranus that is the planet of surprises. So however this energy is building all week from like Wednesday to Friday, the truth is out most certainly 100% by Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting week. So I think how people can use those really interesting goddess conversations in their own lives are just to to really dig deep in the ways that you may need to be reaching out to partner with others around your own healing, whether it's physical or psychological. Oh, yeah, definitely. I started um, looking for a therapist actually yeah. this week. It's a, an excellent time to do that. If you can't talk to your husband or wife or partner or bird or dog or whatever <laughs> about the things that are so deeply intimate to you that need digging into in a little resolution, right? So that you can yeah. actually find your true power, right? And pull yourself yeah. out of the quicksand. Um, yes, you know, there's yeah, no but, shame in therapy. I'm like all for it, actually. And I think that now with all of this stress in the world, it's like, that's what I'm going for. Yeah, absolutely. I think we could all benefit from that right now because of the inner deep shadow content that's coming up. There's so many things pointing to this. There's Mercury retrograde in Scorpio, right? He's heading towards his retrograde. We're all going to these places within where we're looking at memories, we're looking at traumas from the past or just memories from the past that are unresolved. We've got all of this Pluto activation, which always brings up both the Mm -hmm. veins of gold in our personal underworld, but also the shadow content that hasn't been dealt with yet. So those are the things we're dealing with. But then we have beautiful Hygieia speaking to Venus and Virgo, which um, although she's you know, traditionally we say she's not at her most powerful there for the power that she does have is all about precision, healing and wellness, those beautiful Virgo qualities. Excellent. Yeah. And, yeah. and our, how that ties in with our values and valuing ourselves. So I, I really love this relationship between Venus, Juno, Mercury, Hygieia for finding the specific help that we need to partner with to right. heal our shadows. It's, it's there. It's like, you probably will find somebody wonderful this week because the planets are right there giving so much support for that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Go and find the right person to partner with, to help you to work through your shadow stuff. Like all of us. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about some supports for the week? Because I'm so in love with Mercury this week. I was thinking about sodalite, uh, which is one of his stones that brings emotional balance and calms like um, anxiety. Again, I'm working with all these things that are nervines that affect the nervous system because that's where we're so vulnerable right now. Um, But sodalite is associated with the throat chakra. So it encourages like good, clear, truthful communication and in that vein will help um, us to raise our voices. Beautiful. You know, it enhances self-esteem, helps with objectivity, truth and intuition, yeah, and verbalization of feelings, right? So if you don't know what you're feeling, 
um, and it's intense, which is Mercury and Scorpio, you know, sodalite in your pocket is going to be your buddy. This yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I really like that because the other thing about that Pluto station is stuff can bubble up from under mm, the earth. The yeah. Yeah. It, it literally can. There can be like earth events, but then stuff can bubble up for us each personally from our emotions and our deep unconscious. So having something to support the articulation of that as it comes up and out, I love that. And then harnessing that power of Mercury and Scorpio to help the communication, right? To do his mm-hmm. divine messenger thing and, and mediate between us and our unconscious shadow self. It's beautiful. For our flower essence, and we were talking a minute ago about this, this marathon that we're doing and how it's just one baby step at a time. I chose olive, which is the remedy for exhaustion. It's, it's what we take if we've been through a long recuperative period or if we've just been under a lot of stress and strain for a a long period of time. And I think at this stage, like when we first got on the call and I just said to you, I'm, I'm over it. And you said, (laughs) everyone's over it. (laughs) And this is the remedy for that. This is the remedy for when you're over it. You're in that last leg of the marathon, which we are. And you just don't know how much you have left to give to the moving forward. So Olive really helps for that. It's very supportive in finding those reserves that we have within in order to continue. I was looking at something that helps with those reserves of exhaustion too. This one I borrowed from the wisdom of the Sioux Nation, right? There's a Lakota people that are in the 17th century occupied uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin. So we're thinking like big giant pine trees and Mm -hmm. pine tree is a tree of Saturn. So again, we're working with Saturn and the positive attributes of Saturn, but the Lakota and the Sioux are famous and well-known as like warring tribes, right? They're fighting, constantly fighting, wondering if there's a warring tribe that's going to come in and attack them. They're kind of like always on point. So they used um, black spruce is the name of the pine tree that I'm using as my essential oil. And they used it against like the stress and anxiety and pressure that they must have been feeling when they knew that the a war, like an enemy attack, could come at any moment. So this is kind of what we've been feeling like for the past six months, right? Yeah, that we're like is, any kind of attack can come at any moment. We're just in fight or flight. Right, exactly. So this helps um, purify the spirit and relax um, the mind and it guards against like the anxiety and stress of being like in fight or flight mode for extended periods of time. Black spruce. Love so it. good. I, I really, really like that. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get some and start diffusing it. <laughs> I love the, the support that those trees can bring to us we need that so much right now that stability and one that specifically works with calming fight or flight that's a wonderful choice thank you for that well you had talked about the hormones last week yeah hormonal balancing and and then that's kind of one of the things that turned me on to this because black spruce helps the endocrine system so it's like adrenal pituitary thyroid, you know, there's an over, overproduction of adrenaline that we all have right now. Yeah. And that's so Mars Mercury, right? With Mercury ruling the endocrine system and then Mars just, I always think of Mars as being kind of extremely hormonal. <laughs> the spice is also along the same lines. I chose black pepper. 
actually talk about the the spice and the herb at the same time because I chose I chose a spice and an herb that are so common and so available to us and I did that kind of intentionally with the idea of reminding us that our strength and our resilience are right there available to us our inner resources are always available to us it doesn't have to be something far away or exotic in order to help it's a critical time I think to remind ourselves of our common and available inner resources of Mm -hmm. strength and common sense and resilience. So we've got dandelion as our herb. Dandelion is really just one of the most common weeds around the whole world. And it's also known to herbalists as a panacea. It's good for everything. You can use all parts of this beautiful plant what I was looking at, especially for the times that we're in right now, is the blood purifying quality that relates to the Pluto issues that are coming mm-hmm. up and the digestive support uh, for the small intestine with the Venus and Virgo. Just the trouble that we might be having assimilating everything that's happening. I know that's been a big deal for me. I have a lot of planets in Taurus, so that digestive assimilation is always a big deal. And with Venus and Virgo, we might find our tummies are a little bit just we got some motion sickness from all of these transits so the humble dandelion i think can be a really great ally a little bit of dandelion tea it does have an astringent quality and i will remind people that um it's it's a diuretic as well because it's a it's a liver cleanser so you don't want to be like guzzling gallons of dandelion tea (laughs) you want to just do again a light brew and drink it occasionally for those cleansing and purifying qualities. Okay. And again, we can still lean on the oat straw from last week, right? For something, if you want to just be, have a nice cool glass of oat straw infusion to be drinking throughout the day, that's not going to hurt you. The dandelion is more like to take a half a cup or so a day just for that purifying quality. Okay. And, and the black pepper, which uh, belongs to Saturn, is a spice that most of us, I, I would guess all of us probably have the kitchen yeah. in our kitchen and it has a protective quality it has the magical quality of protection black pepper so we can use it energetically magically to protect ourselves from plutonian shadows that are maybe ones that don't belong to us or that we just don't need in our lives and it's stimulating not stimulating in, in an anxiety-provoking way, but stimulating <laughs> to our vital energies, which again, if we're, we're treating the exhaustion that we're feeling, but oh, then also yeah. stimulating our resources to, get, to activate the strength, the latent strength that we have to get through this last bit of the marathon. Yeah, it's like in a, an internal fire stimulator. If you feel yes, like your Mars exactly. in, in retrograde is like your flames going out, it's going to yeah. give you a little kick. So I think it speaks to um, getting on the good side of both of the both of the traditional malefics and and what they're doing, and then the modern malefic, of course. So it's it really helps us with Saturn, Pluto, and Mars. Excellent. Yeah, and again, again, I like that it's um it's something that we all have in our cupboard. So again, that just that reassurance that the resources, the inner resources that you need, are right there at hand. Mm. Oh, yeah. So we, we have been talking about the endocrine system and um, different hormones. And I was thinking for a yang action this week for a little 
skin brushing. I don't know, have you done this before? It's like a dry brush that you run along your skin, right? I do it all the time. I love it. It's very gently though, right? We don't want to hurt ourselves this week, but because there's so much dry energy in the environment and planetarily in the sky, I was thinking of skin brushing. And then, you know, that gentle movement where you move everything up and sweep up towards the heart. Yeah, right. it helps to cleanse the lymph, doesn't it? Yeah, it cleanses the lymph. So this, again, is going back to like our scorpionic, like cleaning out the system, right? Yeah. And mercury, yes. Yeah, I like that. And yeah, again, a reminder to people, when, and we're suggesting these things, and I think we're emphasizing the safety just because of where Mars is and the abrasive potential abrasiveness of things like drinking the dandelion and skin brushing. Be so gentle with yourself. There's special brushes for this. They're, they're a little bit softer. And yeah. it's just a super light touch. I mean, it's, even, it's not like you're scrubbing. You're just stimulating the skin a little bit. Right. And I yeah. was thinking of that because Capricorn rules the skin, right? Yes. Saturn rules the skin. Saturn right? rules the skin, bones and teeth. You know, if you don't have a dry brush, you can use like a loofah in the, in right. the shower, or you can just like a, give yourself a gentle stimulating skin massage and you'll know, move everything towards yeah. the heart. Um, and then afterwards... Don't forget to moisturize. I use it because everything is so dry and hot right now. So we want to we want to be gentle with ourselves. I like to use a fractionated coconut oil or like jojoba, and then mix it with some essential oil. You can even use olive oil. You know, you can yeah. moisturize your skin with any oil that you have in the kitchen. You know, but just remember that your skin is absorbing everything that you put on it. So, like, I tend to do something yeah. that you would eat. Yeah. Yeah. And just maybe one drop in a bot, one drop of the spruce in, in a bottle of fractionated coconut or olive oil, and away you go. Yeah, yeah. We need that. We need that softening. This is where Venus gets to come in with her her healing and moistening action. We need that that combination of cleansing, but then also um, soothing after we cleanse. Mm. Yeah. The, again, those, those simple activities that can be really, really supportive right now. So the yin action that I'm going to suggest with Mercury slowing down is that we start tracking and recording our dreams and the synchronicities. You know, I was talking about that video that I saw about the quicksand and there's all these little messages that come to us throughout the day. Something we randomly see on social media, a person that we encounter Start to look on the world as a magical place that's full of messages for you. And sometimes it's, it's fun to just analyze the day that you've had as if it were a dream. It allows you to look at the, the symbols and images that come into your daily life in a new way. And I think Mercury and Scorpio would love for us to do that, to dig a little bit deeper into the deep magical levels of our daily experience and look at not only our dream symbols, but the, the archetypes and symbols that we encounter as we go about our daily business. Oh, I love that. You know, I'm a, a grower of plants, right? House plants. Yes. And so I've been trying to propagate um, some plants, some succulents, little baby succulents that my neighbors oh. have given me. So some of them I put in earth and they have crystals with them in the earth. And then I have other ones in jars of water. And I keep thinking... Why are the roots not growing fast enough, right? But I'm thinking about the symbolism of that, like how you can't rush this whole process that we're having right now, yeah. like digging and 
new foundations, recreating structures for ourselves, we cannot rush this process, even though it's like painful for me to go and see that they're not like a thriving, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of work that's going on subterranean, or in this case, yes. it's just beneath the water. But still, yeah. the point is the same thing is happening with us as a parallel. You know, if you look at like, if you look at what you're doing and think of it like a dream. The slow growth of roots and stability has to happen before you can have growth that shows above the surface. It's that's yeah, yeah that's a beautiful metaphor. And those those symbols, yeah, that's it. Those symbols are available to us in our daily life. Think about the things that you're just like the story that you just told, the things that you're noticing and aware of in your daily life have profound messages for you. Mercury loves loves it when you work with him on that level. Mm. So I think it'll help, it'll help us to remediate any retrograde issues too, if we do that. Yeah, those roots will grow. Those roots will grow. So... I think we're done, huh? We're think? done. Yeah. 